Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The early church didn't do church alone. The 12 disciples got together. They began with 120, and pretty soon they went out, connected together, and they changed their world. As a team, they worked together. The early church practiced just what Jesus had modeled, and we cannot get away from it here. So I'm challenging you today, find a way to get yourself connected. Community is such an important part of life. It's where you grow and where you can serve. It's a place to find support and care when life is out of control. It's a family, brothers and sisters in Christ, who can challenge you and build you up. Today, Pastor Mark will be urging you to invest in relationships with other believers. It's more than just joining a church. It's getting into a small group or finding one or two people to hold you accountable. Take a note from the early church and get into community. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 14 with today's edition of Lessons for Living. on the control center and your life is perfectly in order. Relax. Everything is going to turn out all right. You don't have to be fearful. You can be at peace. That's what Jesus said to him. You're going to have my my peace. So you want to write this down? CCF celebrate because we live with peace and not fear. How you and I look at life is huge. Something I want you to write is very important. You ought to put this up at home, on the refrigerator, on your computer somewhere. Our outlook often determines our outcome. Our outlook often determines our outcome. How do you look at life? Remember I told you on the trip, you're going to head overseas, you expect everything to be perfect, stay home. But if you know that it's going to be great, but there's always going to be a few little things, plane's going to be late, that's going to happen, you're not going to get the seat you want, Some one meal is going to be, whatever. See, my outlook often determines my outcome. Winston Churchill said this, the optimist sees opportunity in every danger, the pessimist sees danger in every opportunity. Just exactly the opposite of what we should be. Well, what if this is where you lived? What would your outlook of life be? This is a village we went to in China and over the few weeks. In this village, they had a church in China. The church was not Buddhist. The church was not Hindu. The church was not Christian. In this church, 
They worshipped their ancestors. That was their worship. They need to know that that doesn't do any good. That there's a God. But as I went into this village, I mean, it was sad to see that for sure. Well, I watched a dad one day while we were there that afternoon showing his son how to fish. They don't go to the outside world. They're just there. And dad's fishing for minnows, little pieces of bread, and catching the minnows, and the son is putting it in the bottle. Later, they take the minnows and fish for real fish. And I watched the joy. Our outlook often determines our outcome. Do we value things more than people? See, this little village knew to enjoy life with what they were given. Sometimes we can't enjoy life because we have so much. But the Bible warns us life does not consist in the abundance of stuff. Well, when I sat down with the pastor of the underground church in China, one of the underground churches in Beijing, couldn't video him, couldn't go to his church, too dangerous. When I sat and talked with him that night, my wife talked with his wife. I was humbled. He was excited about life, even though he knew every step he took could be his last. He would be arrested, imprisoned. You see, he was committed, and he was, listen, he was celebrating the life that God gave him. One of the things that we don't do well is we're always looking for something in the future to bring celebration time today. Guys, today is a day to celebrate. You're alive, and God is good, and he's on his throne. And I was humbled. That lifestyle of celebration from this underground pastor was infectious to me. And I hope it's infectious to you in Melbourne and to you in Vieira. I hope that you see that. Well, look at verse 19. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. I want you to see if you can finish this statement. I read the back of the book or the Bible and you guys never read the Bible, do you? Here's what the statement is. I read the back of the book and we win. We win. See, Revelation says we win. You know, there's a basketball thing going on right now and we're not sure whether the Cavaliers are going to be able to come back and what all that's going to be in Houston We don't know the outcome, but I know the outcome today. We win. We have eternal life. So CCF celebrate because we win. We're going to live forever in heaven with Christ. I mean, how bad can it get? Because I am going to live in heaven forever because I have Christ living in me. Some of you here watching by the internet, in Vera, as yet do not have Christ living in you. See, you you don't have peace. Like Paris Hilton, 
Paris is empty and lonely and she's guilty and she's definitely afraid. Without Christ, that's who we are. With Christ, you're going to go to heaven. You're going to enjoy life now. Well, as we celebrate, one other thing has to take place in our life. We have to learn to connect to other people. We have to learn to connect to other people. God wants us to do something other than just around the world. That's hugely important. But first, we have to connect here in Melbourne and in Vieira. Take a look at this. This is our next C. Connect to others in personal, vibrant relationships. What does connect mean? It simply means a group of people who share common interests and are personally related with a goal of learning to do life on another. So we're here. One of the things that we're trying to do is I know I was created to connect with you. You were created to connect with me. We weren't created to do life alone. Not only with God, but with other people. The important thing is that we're doing things with people. Now, I just want to challenge you this morning because in your life, this connection, well, it has to be real. It has to be the place where you get connected. As I was sitting with Haley the other day, she loves trains. So here's Grandpa down on the floor, and she's got this little train of five little train pieces and the end of every one of those little pieces is a magnet, and they they hook together. So she can drag the train, and boom, 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 boom. It hooks together. And there's strength in that train. The caboose that has all the stuff that all the other cars can't go anywhere unless they're what? Unless they're connected together. So I watched her one day, and I, I didn't know what. I tried to put one of the cars. I put it on backwards, and the magnet, as you know, repels. And so I had to turn it the other. So I was teaching her some things. Well, I came in in the afternoon and here's, she's on the floor with something new and she's crying because she can't, I figure, what is wrong? And I looked down and Linda, my wife's very creative, I'm not, she took the shoe box, took the top off, turned it upside down and cut ends out of it. She has a tunnel that the train goes through now. You know, I could have brought home a $55 thing from the store. She'd be playing with the cardboard box. Kids are smart, you know what I mean? And here she is, and she can't get the train out of the end because it came unconnected. See, unconnected doesn't work. Connected works. Here's four ways. If you're going to be a growing Christian a growing follower of Christ, your life has to be involved in these four ways. Number one. Number one is always the core, alone with God. The disciples watched Jesus spend time alone with God. You'll never grow in your life unless you spend time alone with God. We have a devotional. You can take five minutes a day, ten minutes a day, where you're hearing God speak. God wants to do supernatural things with you. He wants to use you, but it all comes out of, number one, a relationship with Him. On our website, every day, six days a week, you can get a devotional. Just go to calvarymelbourne.org and go right to devotionals. You'll see them. Number two, not only did God design me to do life with Him, but He designed me to do life with others, one-to-one. In your life, you will discover one or two people spiritually that you connect with. 
that can hold you accountable, that can challenge you, that you can open your heart to. You can absolutely just be naked before them and you trust them. You need that in your life. A few weeks ago, Pastor Carl was here. That's one of the guys that I opened my life to. Of course, my wife. But I'm talking in a spiritual realm with another guy. Or as a woman with another woman. You need one or two people where you're real with them. And if you're not, they're going to say to you, what's up with you? You're not even real. You're putting me on. Do you have that person in your life? Is there another Christian, Christ follower, who can hold you accountable, grow you, mature you? You need that. Number three. Small groups. In this small group setting, of course, this is 10 to 15, probably maximum 20. They meet together as a, a group of people learning to do life together. We have hundreds of small groups in this fellowship. All kinds of ways for you to get involved. Let me say something before I go to number four. Most Christians that I follow all my life... They do, number one, they have some devotions with God. And then number four, of course, is the large gathering. It's it's here where we're at in a, in a big church where we celebrate, we study the Word. They come to church on a fairly regular basis on a weekend. You guys do that. You do very good. Most, most Christians that are devoted to Christ do, number one, alone with God, and do large gatherings. But they do not do two and three. It's not part of their life. They've never got involved in that area. And I just want to say something to you because I'm your spiritual pastor. You will never be what God wants you to be. You will never obtain the potential that he wants. You will never be able to change the world with an idea like that. Or as simple as walking across the street to your neighbor. Unless you get yourself involved with somebody who can hold you accountable. And number three, you're in a group, a small group. Whether it's at Vieira once a week or it's here every other week or a small group setting. Someplace you got to get yourself involved. Now a small home group in China can't ever meet like this. They cannot meet in a public setting. It's illegal for them because they teach the whole counsel of God. So they'll never get this. So they survive in a group of 10 to 20 to 30 max. That's what they, that their whole life is at. And this things change in that country. That's what they survive in. And here in this country, we skip that whole part. Why is the church exploding in China? Because of that part. That's where you get challenged. That's where you get real. See, you can sit here this morning, or in Vieira, and you can be whoever you are. Now, God's speaking to you. You can cheat. You can lie. You can get drunk. You might have just got drunk last night and you call yourself a Christian. You can be sleeping with a person that you're. You can be having an affair. You could have cheated on your income tax. And I won't know it from here. The person sitting next to you doesn't know it. God knows it. But no person is holding you accountable. So you're not real. See, when you get in a small group, you get real. You open yourself. That's what we need. Challenge yourself. This week, somebody just sent me an email yesterday. I had to add this. You know, we have all kinds of groups in this body. At the end of the month, we're going to have a Spanish night. where All the Spanish people get together and have a, a great time of eating. We have a big Asian home group following here. We have one home group, Asian home group in Melbourne and one Asian home group in, in Vieira got together and put this big picnic on. And they went out. 
They connected to each other. They invited people who don't come to church. Most of the Asians, as you know, are going to be Buddhist or Hindu or atheist as China. They invited them. They got connected and they're celebrating. That's the way the church is to look. Now, it's not just about the Asians getting together and the the French people get together so they can complain and gripe about what happened. No, it's not about, remember, don't email me because that proves something. Um, And it's not about the Spanish people. It's about us getting together and connecting with one another. Now, you say, what in the world does connecting have to do with committing and celebrating? Well, let me tell you. Everyone here has made a commitment to do something in your life. Committed to exercise, diet, spend time with the kids, date night every week, more consistent devotion, go to bed earlier, stop adding to the credit card debt. But we didn't follow through with the commitment. Why? There was no one to hold us accountable. Look at Hebrews 3.13. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Let me ask you, it's a very deep question, but I know you do good with this one. I want to ask you a question about this verse. How often is daily? Now you have to think about it a little bit. Don't, don't, don't answer unless you think about it. How often is daily? So that means I need to be around, I need to be connected to other people so I can do what to them? I can encourage them. On what kind of a basis? A daily basis. Pastor Mark, I come once a week. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not about coming to this church. It's about you being connected so that we can challenge one another. Here's a statement you want to write down. Being committed is not enough. We must also be connected. Connected. You see... I want people to help me do better. I'm a work in progress. All of you are a work in progress. We're doing good. But I want people to help me do better. I want them to challenge me and spur me on. I want people to help me be a better person and to do more for God. I want you here in Melbourne and Vieira to be a better person. I want you to be committed. I want you to do more. See, Jesus, at the start of his ministry, chose 12. As he moved through that, he did all four of those circles. He had his close three of the 12. And he had his close one on the one-to-one. That was John. Peter, James, and John were the three. John was the close one. See, and when the early church starts, the early church didn't do church alone. The 12 disciples got together. They began with 120, and pretty soon they went out, connected together, and they changed their world. As a team, they worked together. The early church practiced just what Jesus had modeled, and we cannot get away from it here. So I'm challenging you today, find a way to get yourself connected. Find a way to get into a small group. This Service is not about learning information. It's about being transformed by the information. You have to get connected. Now let me show you one more connection that you need to have. I just want to say this to you. I was not designed to do life alone. I hate traveling alone. I want my wife with me. 
If you're married, you should be a team doing life together. Together. Accountable to each other. Enjoying life. Life ends like this. And it's too short to be negative and gripey and complaining. So we learn things together. We celebrate life together. For sure, if you're married, you ought to be celebrating life with your spouse. Let me ask you this question as I end. One more statement for you to write together. CCFs learn that together is better. Are you connected in this body? Do you have a... If you're a man, do you... Do you have a person that can hold you accountable? That can sit you down and go, you're not honest with me. You're not doing what I ask you to do. You're not doing what you promised God to do. Now let's pray about it. Let's get back in line. Let's do life together. Ladies, do you have a lady that can speak that into your life? Certainly my wife does. And I do for her. But some things I can only share with a guy. Some things you can only share with a lady. There should be a close person you do that with. Second, where's your home group? Where's your small group? Where's your place you for you to get connected? Do you have a group? Well, Pastor Mark, I don't want to hear any of it. See, we want to, you will not, listen, you will not celebrate unless you're connected. That little train of yours will be in the tunnel, in the dark, can't get it out, can't do life. Why? Because you're not connected to God. You're not connected one-to-one. You're not connected in a small group. And you're not connected here in this body. This is a big church. God's grown it that way. We ought to be celebrating life. When you go out of this building this morning, thank the parking lot people. Thank the people in the kids' ministry. Be excited about life this afternoon. Enjoy. It doesn't matter what basketball team wins or whatever. Have some rice. Have a little tea this afternoon. Think of Linda and I. Take your wife out for dinner. Enjoy life. Get your grandkids. Call them. Guys, life goes by. Think about what God's going to do around the world. Because this isn't the last time you're going to see this. A lot of things are going to happen. You know this place is impacting the world. We're not true yet. Lots of people need to know Jesus Christ. And I just want to say this at the end. And here in Vieira, if you don't know God, I beg you. Come and make a commitment to Christ. And you say, I don't have peace. I'm not a son or daughter of God. I need my sins forgiven. I need to start life over. Maybe you were a follower and you've gotten away. You found yourself in prison by Satan's lies. God can move any mountain in your life. It's not too late. It's never too late to start doing right. Start celebrating life, and you can't do it unless you make a commitment to Jesus Christ. How can you experience joy? Pastor Mark reminded you today that it's through Jesus. You can be celebrating this life even when things seem to be crashing down around you. Choose to seek peace and hope in the source of your salvation. Choose to be with Jesus. Pastor Mark also encouraged you to invest in community and allow others to speak truth into your life. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Join Pastor Mark next time on Lessons for Living as he explains the necessity of communicating the gospel. The message of hope that you know as a child of God can be given away, but you can't expect people to just realize it on their own. It's time for you to open your mouth and share the good news. Let others in on the joy that you get to experience. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Live for God with Unlimited Potential. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.